You are listening to Any Given Sunday, Australia. Yes, hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in this household. Today we have a an unprecedented, uh, an untested, which is probably the most important thing to say. Uh, we have two live guests with me today. We've got our usual Danny Webb, who is now our, uh, or he's, I reckon you've upgraded from our uh, work experience to our, our normal, and probably ship TC24, who's joined us for the first time from his vacation in Tahiti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's finally back. How are you, boys? Yeah, very good, Macca. Good to be here, mate. Good to be back. I'm planning on keeping the work experience kid title. It's already in my Twitter handle, so that ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Yep, fair enough. We'll keep with that then. Uh, how was Tahiti, Timmy? You look very uh, tanned and, and beautiful, mate. Mate, I've been slogging away for four weeks in the trenches at work. I'm just happy to be here and <laughs> talk some shit with you guys. <laughs> Finally, I've been hanging out to get back. So, no, no, it is good to see your for me. It is good to see your face again, mate. It's Danny has stepped in and absolutely dominated the last. Done, four I've weeks, been able but... to follow along. He's done a brilliant job, especially last week when you decided to just fuck off for a good fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just jump shift and let swim like, yeah. yeah, but you swam so well, and, like, and the, the boys part, have like you could literally hear the cogs turning in Danny's head. Like, is Macca coming back? Like, what are you doing here? And the, the, at the same time, it was still pretty smooth. Like, you just rolled with it. It was like it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, no, nah, so did I. There has been some very good feedback about that, Danny. How do you feel about that, mate? Uh, well, I hated doing it and I hated listening to it. So <laughs> uh, it's good that there's been some positive feedback coming out of it. But uh, yeah, it definitely was my favorite moment of the podcast. Not going to lie. It might happen again in the future. So make sure you're ready to go. Oh, always prepared. Always prepared. Yeah, well, you've set that standard for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time it just has yes. to be smoother. All right. So I do have um, some news before we do get into it. We've got some Any Given Sunday news i i hinted at this the other day on our socials um but last week i had an interview with uh the nfl australia and new zealand general manager charlotte offered o double f o r d offered i don't want to say her name wrong she was an absolute gem to, to speak to and uh so that that will be aired as part of thursday's uh podcast um, and look, I just want to say just quietly, we had a chat afterwards. She was really good to talk to. And she did confirm that Any Given Sunday is now Australia's number one NFL podcast. So well done, mate. You've done real well. <laughs> you get the recognition. <laughs> yeah, about time. Yeah, I don't want to blow your head up. She didn't want to go on record and confirm that? Yeah, she did confirm that. I didn't record it, but oh, okay. I'm pretty sure she's happy for me to say that. <laughs> Fantastic. It's all that matters. All that matters. That's it. That's it. And I don't want to blow your head up a bit too much, TC, but uh, she did say that the number one requested jersey in Australia is a Raiders TC24 jersey. So I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Mom, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to get those made up, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. I need one. Yes. Mm. 
All right, let's get into some news. Did you boys get to, to see much over the weekend? How was your weekend? TC, we'll start with you. How was the weekend? Uh, I was busy. I think um, you'll know exactly how my weekend was because I spent it with you two idiots. <laughs> uh, yep. It was busy. I, I, I saw a little bit of some games. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. And Danny, how did you pull up after our AGM? Yeah, uh, the weekend was great. Like, very large weekend. Uh, and there was some football watched. We'll say some. There was. There was. Yes, yes. There was a uh, a rather big weekend. Drinking a lot of coffee is what I've uh, I've been told. But uh, I did find the next day after our AGM that we had, uh, I was travelling home, and as you do after a big big weekend on the tools, um, just wanted to, to pull into like a tuck shop, I guess you could say, and I wanted to try just to alleviate some of how I was feeling. And I came across a uh, a new culinary experience. And I don't know if you boys have actually tried it, but curried dim sims. Have you ever tried curried dim sims before? It was surprisingly delicious. <laughs> Where did you find these little delights? I honestly uh, cannot remember the actual shop that I went into. I was It was early Sunday morning driving home. But... I saw them and they were the greasiest things there. So I thought, you know what? This is going to be the best for me. And they were surprisingly good. You'd recommend? I do. I surprisingly and do. Is that the first time you've got them? Yeah. You know, I've never I've never seen them before. Have you seen them? Well done. What's the, the price-wise? Where do they compare? Uh, I, I dealt in cash. I don't really know. Oh. <laughs> the wallet just kind of came out. I just fly. They probably ripped me off. I actually don't know how much I paid. Too much counting at the oh, on Sunday. No, no. I'm surprised they were open that early. But yeah, right. yeah it was. It, hey, I felt pretty good that Sunday afternoon. So it must have been working. It Led to a bit of an inward reflection. <laughs> inward reflection. Was it much? It was just food, beans? mate. Just food. <laughs> but yes. All right. Anyway, uh, if you do get the chance, try some curry dim sims. They were pretty good. Put it on the list. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to get into the. We'll go quickly. There's some. Uh, there's some big injury news, but we'll go through some of the other. Uh, not not small injury news, but the the other not as as large. Um, in the TMAC injury report, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker. Oh well, has, have you still not done an opener for yourself yet? Oh, I have not. No, I'm, like I said, surprisingly busy. <laughs> I've been gone for four weeks. <laughs> I guess I wasn't putting enough pressure on. Surprisingly board. busy in that four weeks. Yeah, now no, you put off. You put heaps of pressure on. Now you, there's but... you just come in. <laughs> anyway, poor Kenneth Walker. He's been given what has been He has an ankle strain, which I've never heard of, but uh, that's what it's been. It's been said. So he's uh, a day to day. He might be out this week, um, but they reckon he should be right by next week. Uh, Maxi's Bengals big tight end Hayden Hurst He's doubtful with this week uh, He went out of the game uh, Against the Chiefs with a calf injury A left calf or a right calf One of the two It's 50-50 chance really um, The Dolphins have signed Big offensive tackle Eric Fisher uh, That's after they put Austin Jackson On the IR this week So uh, that veteran The old boy gets a, another run at it and the Jags are very optimistic this week that Trevor Lawrence will be right to play after he has further tests on an injured left foot. I believe he played out the entire game uh, this week. I might be wrong, but uh, they're, they're still optimistic that he'll be right to go this week, week 14. 
But we do have some bigger news to to go across, and I'm going to go throw to you first off, TC. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, seems like he might be done for the season. Jimmy G, he's broken, I think, multiple bones in his foot um, in the game on the weekend. He It was just a tackle, like a run-of-the-mill tackle. His foot just sort of got jammed up underneath. Have you seen the video of it? No, I didn't. I didn't get to see the start of that game. I watched oh, it looks most like, of it, but not the start. Yeah, it looks like um, you'd expect to come away with a, like an ankle sprain or something, like just the way it gets jammed up. But yeah, unfortunately, he's broken a few bones in his foot, so that's terrible news for the 49ers. And Jackie Rayner won't be too happy. Uh, this puts a big dent in their sort of you know run into the playoffs. Their chances going forward. Yes, the tunes. Tunes provided by iTunes, was it? Yeah, or... that, nah, there must be an ad playing somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, and here it is. Hey, they're funky. They're good. It goes with the uh, the LA Raiders kind of the old school. I can't pause it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, background music's fine. That's fine. We'll run with it. Now let's play it. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> While you work that out, we'll go over to Danny. What have you have you read much about it? Did you see the injury? Yeah, I did see the injury. So yeah, it kind of looked like yeah, as Cass was saying, his foot kind of got rolled up underneath him, and as he like yeah. landed on it, must have just crunched, and crunched multiple multiple bones. Um, so it's the second time this season that the Niners have lost their starting quarterback to a season-ending injury, which isn't great for the 49ers. Um, and it was with 11 minutes and 22 seconds left in the first quarter. So it was very, very early on. Um, their replacement quarterback, their rookie, Purdy, um, threw his first NFL touchdown in the game as he replaced him uh, on his first drive, which was pretty impressive. Uh, he finished with 25 of 37 for 210 yards, two scores and one interception. So it was a pretty big step up. Uh, for him to come in and they took down the Dolphins in the end. So uh, quite, a, quite a big uh, entrance for him to come in, uh, especially as an re- injury replacement halfway mm. through the first quarter. Well, and huge for Brock too, because he was a super low draft pick. Uh, he was the last us. He was the last pick in the draft. Very last, there you go. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Mi- Very Mr. Last Mr. Irrelevant, Ooh, they called him, didn't they? Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, because obviously starting off the season, he's he's third string, like so he was nowhere, and then Trey went down, and then became Jimmy's team again. So now he's got his look, and he didn't look too out of place out there. Like there was um, a lot of sort of positive feedback on how he went and how he sort of managed the game for the rest of the game. And obviously, they've come away with the dub. So good on him. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can step into that that um, that system, they, they're a very plug-and-place kind of system anyway. So if he just plays his role, I think they might be all right. Yeah, like, um, but, like you said. In sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You but said, it's still a massive, like like you said, first season as a rookie, you're thrown into there. and uh, we Well, we said the other day, Danny, that it's all, it was almost a game of the week. So to step into that kind of game, that was... Uh, like you said, pretty good by him but to, yeah, to be able to rally and actually beat the Dolphins. And it was, it was a ripper game in the end. Like, there's heaps of interceptions. It was, like, it was very competitive throughout until, like, obviously San Fran kind of took over. But you're saying that it's a plug and play. But for Brocky, he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. So when Jimmy's been starting, the 49ers are 42 and 19. And then when they've had any other starting quarterbacks, which they've had a few throughout the time, they're 9 and 29. So it is a massive discrepancy in wins and losses when Jimmy actually isn't playing. So 
yeah, Brock's got some mm. massive shoes to fill and he'll be obviously stepping up for the rest of the season. So hopefully he can continue to play how he finished against the Dolphins, but it'll be, I guess, only time will tell to see how he actually performs. Yeah, absolutely. And the other big quarterback injury that we had, again, we'll start with you, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is, I heard, day-to-day slash week-to-week. What does that mean? I've heard week-to-week. Uh, I think they're just not... I don't know if they're not sure or they're just not wanting to go into how severe it is, like not wanting to give away too much. Obviously, the Ravens, as much as Danny poo-poos them, they're still well within playoff contention <laughs> and it's still a bit of a contender. Um, but this one was a bit more innocuous. Like it was sort of hard to pinpoint the moment his knee um, sort of got injured. But I think they're saying this is a, a strain, potentially a medial strain, I think, uh, is what they were saying in his right knee. Um so, so the, not confirmed, not a knee, Bruzzy? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. Well, at this stage. Yeah. It looked more like an impact injury than what I thought was when he hurt himself. Is that not when he did it, like when his knee actually hit the ground? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I, I was sort of struggling to pinpoint exactly where he did it. If it was just in a little plant and there was just a little twist or, yeah, like you said, if it was on the impact, then... You know, it was hard to tell. But, yeah, just the way the style, his style of play, obviously, uh, you know, uses his legs quite a lot. So they're going to want him cherry ripe and particularly going into the playoffs. They're not going to want to uh, rush him back, you know, too early and and, um, and risk re-injuring him. But the other thing with that is the bagels are nipping right at their heels in the AFC North. So they've kind of got to, you know, a bit of weigh out the pros and cons of they need to keep winning, but also they need Lamar healthy. So it'll just be a little bit of a balancing act with him, I reckon. That's probably why they're being a bit more vague, week to week, day to day. They'll just make the call when he's, you know, when he's cherry ripe. And this will be the fourth week. I reckon we mentioned it last week, Danny. This will be the fourth week in a row that he'll be missing or, or on the injury list during practice. So, for someone who's trying to get that big mega deal, like money deal, he and to be saying, you know, oh, my body's pretty durable. He's had four different injuries in four weeks, like. It doesn't really bode too well going forward. Yeah, so the coach has already come out and said uh, there are, if he is out, the replacement will be Tyler Huntley, and he's going to actually step in in practice and take all the reps. So when the when the replacement's going to do all the reps for practice, I, I would say it's probably looking less likely that he's going to be playing this week, this Sunday, and probably more likely to be looking at a return for the following week. Have either of you two seen Tyler Huntley? He is Lamar Jackson 2.0. Oh, I reckon you touched on this at the start of the year. I haven't seen much of him, but... Um, yeah, the dude, he's, a, he's a genuine plug-and-play. So he is yeah. the exact, exact same. Yeah, and that's the, that's exactly what the coach came out and said. They're like, we're not worried if either way, whether Lamar Jackson has to come back and play or if Tyler Huntley is going to do it because they play exactly the same way. It's not like the team has to adjust to a different quarterback. It's that you like, they are the same. No. Well, um, as an organization too, they're probably a little bit less worried as well, just in terms of the um, negotiating with Lamar. Like, like you guys hit the nail on the head. Like he's starting to get a few more of these little niggling injuries. It, I think that hurts his case a little bit. Like going forward, negotiating for all that guaranteed money, um, mm-hmm. just the cracks showing up in his durability, just hurts him just a little bit. It just hurts that he, he banked, he bet on himself, and like we loved it, yeah. him, but he might just have to knock. Knock a couple of zeros off or something, or just drop, <laughs> drop that down a little bit. Yeah, maybe just <laughs> the guaranteed zeros. side of things. Yeah. I reckon that's the the one thing. Yeah, just knock a couple of zeros off. off the top. 
Yeah, yeah, let's knock a couple of zeros off. Let's go for 250 million just at 25,000. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I knock I knock zeros off Cardi's contract every time he doesn't show up. So what <laughs> wow. so it went from zero to zero. Zeros off zero. Yeah. <laughs> it was three zeros, now it's only two. <laughs> one day, one day we'll All right, but we do have some actual breaking news. Sorry, Danny. Uh, I will break it, being the, the guy who it's kind of my podcast, but the Panthers have waived quarterback Baker Mayfield. Uh, I definitely did not expect to wake up to this news. Um, Timmy, again, we'll start with you. What, what What's happened, mate? They've gotten rid of him. Well, this kind of it ties into our other story about Jimmy um, going down and potentially Lamar, depending how long he's out for. But I don't know. Like you said, you're surprised. But the writing was on the wall a little bit. Like Baker, obviously... Um, got traded from the Browns when they they signed Deshaun and was going to the Panthers. He was going to resurrect his career. It was, it was, you know, this was going to be his um his big time to, you know, get everything going again. And he just he couldn't win. I think from starting from as a starter, he was one and five at the Panthers. So just never happened for him. Um yeah. and you know, whether or not that was because did he go into that system late or was that that was in that was in July, wasn't it? He got July. He went across. Um, it yeah, it wasn't still not early. You've still not got early, but uh, not late. to be your starting quarterback. No, you want in, as much time. Yeah, as you can. interrupted. You know, not the most ideal preparation or for whatever reason, but he just couldn't get it going from a former number one draft pick that you know once pretty highly touted. Um, just was never able to get it going. So potentially he, I think there's some reports saying he requested to get the like to get waived. Other reports saying that they were going to waive him regardless. So. Whatever way it happened. Yeah. I did hear it was a mutual split. Yeah, it's, but... you know, they broke up, you know, they're both mutual. It's a mutual breakup. But the the sort of the talk now is whether does he end up at the 49ers or do maybe the Ravens look at trying to get him um, potentially for a little bit if, if Lamar's going to be out for potentially a few weeks. Uh, so that's sort of where the, the focus has shifted now. Um, so the Panthers are going to obviously go with Darnold and Walker as their two um, starting options for the rest of the year. They've sort of... Like you keep, you keep alluding to, they sort of cleared house a little bit, uh, but they still keep winning games, mm. and there's still a chance to take out the division, believe it or not, yeah. just because of how weak he is. I think their record's four and eight, and they're still in with a shot um, in the division. So, which is wild. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a divisional game happening right now, which we will we will come across now. But depending how that game goes, I think they're only one game behind the top, which is yeah, blows your mind. Yeah, yeah the Bucks are only one game one game ahead, which. I know, as you touched on, they're playing at the moment, so it could could be two. But like, just to still be that close and like, yeah, to have the uh, the appearance of looking like they're trying to uh, hit the reset button, it's, uh, it's mm. pretty wild. But it just, I suppose yeah. it just shows how weak that division is too. Yeah, absolutely. Danny, what have you read about it? I I also read that it was mutual, but. Yeah, have you seen different? Yeah, I read that it was mutual as well because uh, he apparently Mayfield asked for his release after learning that he wouldn't be the starter or even the backup moving forward. So he's like, well, if I'm going to be third string, like I want out as well. Um, so that came from yeah, Mayfield's, uh, like from Baker's management team or whoever it is. Uh, so if you listen to that, I guess it's sounding mutual, but if he's going to be dropped to the third string uh, as an aspiring quarterback like you probably do want out and now there's a couple of positions opening up potentially as even as a backup or a backup to a backup which now 
like you would have been third string, but now the main quarterback's out in the case of like the 49ers. Uh, you're obviously you're stepping up a little bit. So maybe that was his uh, thought process leaning more into like, you know what, just release me. It hasn't worked out. See if I can work my way into another team and kind of restart my career from there. Yeah, you're already kind of stepping on the, the toes of what has been the, uh, since TC has moved on for the last month in Tahiti. Uh, the the biggest segment that we do have, which I'll just play the opener it's now. It's time for questions time for without, questions. without, notice. without, without questions. notice. Now, as it does suggest, you guys didn't actually know, so stop stepping on the questions without notice. Uh, I, I just want to preference the first question by saying I don't think... Uh, the only reason he can go or would go to the Ravens, um, he's going to be a backup because Tyler Huntley is, he, like I said, he is Lamar 2.0. Mark Andrews would have already a pretty good relationship with him. So if he's going to the, um, the Ravens, he's a backup. But this is for both of you. Timmy, we'll go to you first. Oh, yeah. Does, does it work for him to go to San Fran? Does it, do you think that's a play that could happen? For Baker? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's got to like, he's got to look at increasing his own stocks, his own, um, you know, appeal. So if he gets to the 49ers and then that becomes a decision for them, do they go with Brock or do they, they go with Baker, someone who's sort of played and kind of proven before they can play at, at this level. And with the 49ers being in such close contention as what they are, they're going to go with the best prospect for them, not like you know, not just through sheer loyalty to Brock or you know whatever. So if, they, if he's going to the 49ers, he's going to play, and he's got a huge chance to to probably potentially, maybe could be could do something really special. Like could turn into the biggest story of the year. You know, they go and win a Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Like their defense is rock solid, and as you said, the the offense is pretty like pretty systematic. You know, sort of not um, what did you say? How did you describe it? The um, not cookie cutter. I have no one, idea. You know, one goes down, you replace <laughs> it with another one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if one he can get in, up, yeah. if he can get into the 49ers and just slot into that offense and just do his job, mate, he could have a really good sort of finish to the year and, a, and potentially like a pretty dynamite playoff series. So I reckon, yeah, go to go to the 49ers. Before we go to you, Danny, and ask the same question, Timmy, do you think that Baker's the kind of guy that will plug and play and, and go in and, and just follow the, the system? Or is he kind of a, I want to... Semi run it my way. I like. I feel like he's a little bit run it my way, but maybe his his time and his experience at the Panthers, maybe he's been able to mature a little bit. And if he goes to the 49ers, maybe he will be able to just take a step back from himself and and uh, maybe just slot in and just play the role. But I think he probably deep down is that it's a little bit of my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Danny, same question to you: Does it work for Baker to go to San Fran? Yeah, I'd say it's probably going to be his best move. Um, like whether he ends up being the backup to Brock or not, like the 49ers can play that on how they're performing in practice and how probably Brock performs next week. And then they can make a decision from that, whether Mayfield ends up stepping up to be like the first string or not. Uh, I think it gives him the most amount of options. It's going to give him the highest chance of getting back to being a starting quarterback. I think it would be a smart move for Baker and probably not the worst move for the 49ers because they're going to be in need of a, of, a, of a backup to Brock or they've got the option for both. They can, like like you said, a bit of plug-and-play offense. So if they can get them both on the same page, 
um, and they can just pick and choose on the day, uh, try and build up some continuity between both of them in case one of either one of them goes down, then that's probably going to be the smartest move for the 49ers, especially with their big playoff push coming ahead. And they did look really well in the closing, like, you know, three and a half quarters when Brock was playing. So whether they decide to keep Brock in and have Baker as a backup or not, well, I guess only Tom will tell, or Tom will tell whether they sign him or not, but I think it would be a smart thing for the 49ers to do. Well, yeah. Yep. That, nice. That's the other nice. thing. I, yeah, totally agree too, Danny. Like, it makes much more sense for the 49ers to get an experienced head who Baker around Brock, or you know, get a bit of an experienced head around Brock. So, it, it makes more sense for the 49ers too to to sort of try and get him in. Yeah. Uh, so you can just relax now, Danny. This one's purely for Timmy. It's along the same vein. So obviously, as we speak right now, they don't have Baker. Right, they let's say they go forward. They stick with Brock. Does San Fran still win their division? They've got the Seahawks snapping at their heels. I Do am, they still win the division? I'm pretty bullish on the Hawks, as you know, or the Seahawks. Sorry, as you know, um, the Big Geno's my man in fantasy, so I've got a I've got a little yeah. soft spot there. Um, I think off the back of their defense, they're still looking really strong. Uh, I haven't had a look at their run home, obviously, because this is questions without notice. So I think, <laughs> yes, the 49ers can still win the division, just based off the back of their defense and how strong they are on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Yep. Nice, nice. Now, all right, you relax, Timmy. I've got, a again, a similar it, – it's come from the, the same, you know, tree, but it is slightly on the other side. It's about the Cleveland Browns this time. Uh, I don't know if you saw much of the game, but Deshaun copped a fair bit from the the Texans, which I thought was fair this week. But, Danny, is it fair for players – well, not players. I hope players aren't. Is it fair for fans to continue to boo uh, Deshaun Watson as we go forward and really heckle him? Uh, I think they've got to do it no matter what (laughs) Um, because of everything that went on with him. It's it's bound to happen. Uh, Whether it's fair or not, it's probably a different story. Um. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Well, that was kind of the question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. Uh, for everything he did, yeah, probably if he if it all comes out that you know, I know he, he was like they said a lot of the things, but if it all came out to be true and stuff, yeah, it probably does deserve, deserve to be booed. Nice. As short and sweet as you're gonna get. I like it. Uh, now we we that's that is the news and the questions without notice done. I do have a couple of interesting facts that I want. Just your opinion on boys or just, you know, a comment or two before we get into the slate of games. Uh, first one is I, I actually spoke to our boy Maxi yesterday about this. Kansas City, their last win, obviously uh, we'll cover this in the game, the wrap-up. They lost yesterday to Cincinnati. Their last win against Cincinnati in Cincinnati was the 9th of September, 1984. Since then, they've been 0-7. and So... If Cincinnati can get a bit of a run on and, and just like last year's AFC uh, Championship, AFC or Divisional, whatever, whichever one it was, if they get Kansas City in Cincinnati, sounds like they've got the upper leg. Yeah, absolutely. 84, I didn't know that was the stat. I, I, knew, yeah. I knew that they were 0-3 against the, the Bagels uh, in this last year alone. Uh, but that record at home, that's pretty telling. Yeah. They did. It was a big stint where they didn't play him there. I don't know why. Whether it was just the way it worked out. Yeah. Um. But in the last, I think it's zero six in the two thousands as well. So just got the wood over him for whatever reason. But mm. 
It must have been. It would have been an AFC Championship game, wouldn't it? Yeah. Was it to get it to get into the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, because they also beat, uh, as in Kansas, also beat Tampa Bay. So it must have been the AFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah, because Kansas uh, Kansas played Buffalo in that wild game to get into that game. So it was AFC Championship game. Yeah. So that's huge. So if they can do the same, get get close to the first or second seed and have that top spot. Lock in a home game. They'll be feeling Lock in a home game. They'll be pretty happy with that. And I don't care who you are. Patrick Mahomes is, is elite in every sense of the word. But having that kind of record in Cincinnati, I, that dawns on most people. What do you reckon, Danny? Yeah, that absolutely get in any players or teams head being like, they're probably going to come out even hungrier because like we got to we got to stop this record. But obviously that record is there for a reason. Like it's going to be looming over them, and it's going to be a bit of a mental game as much as a physical game when it's like that. Mm, well, what absolutely. about what about what it'll do to the twelfth man as well? Like, whoo, it'll be up and about. Mm. Oh yeah, Cincinnati. I'm sure they already knew about it. Yeah, sorry, the rest I mean, but they just they know that record. They beat that up and big it up. They'll just be wild. Like, yeah, the the uh, the media and the news would be all over it, leading into it. And yeah. I dare say they will know every single stat going into that game. Yeah, buddy, yeah. Just uh, great. Just the second whole, uh, uh, and probably most. In- <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> mate, you do not want to get in the way of this stat. All right. <laughs> This stat is the second and the more important stat, and I can see TC24 is already uh, giggling at it. He doesn't know what it is, but as of yesterday, Green Bay has become the most winningest team of all time, surpassing the Bears. I called it earlier in the year that we were going to beat the Bears in round two to become the most winningest team. The season hasn't quite worked out the way we wanted, but we still beat the Bears in round, what were we, 13? Week 13 to... Pass them as the most winningest team of all time. And let's be honest, I can't really see us losing this title ever. Does it, it's an irrelevant stat. You, you're, two of the oldest, you're two of the oldest teams, obviously, in the league. You play, you obviously, you play each other. Oh, nah, it's irrelevant. I, <laughs> just can't. It's just. You're irrelevant. Let's just give. It's, you're irrelevant this year. So it's an irrelevant stat. <laughs> I knew you were waiting. And I knew this was coming up with this game. (laughs) (laughs) When you let's just give Green Bay Green Bay fans and Green Bay owners all the kudos that they deserve. We are the most winningest team of all time. This is incredible. Well done, Green Bay. Where's the where's the media? Let's give them the claps that they deserve. (laughs) Means nothing. Uh, Stop being such a hater. I didn't know uh, anyone who was five and eight this season would be celebrating that much, but anyway, each to their own. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to run with it this time. I think we might have actually just, you know, deliberately gone so that we could play this game and pass them at this point because obviously we we fucked up round one and that <laughs> didn't happen for us. But Aaron Rodgers is a he is a big brain. He knew if I run, if I beat these guys and lose to them, and then hey, we'll beat we'll beat Chicago in week thirteen, and we'll take their title. <laughs> yeah, uh, Helen's going to both speeches. I love it. That's perfect. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll never be we will never be beaten. Now we will be number one for all time. Yeah. So what, you're just going to go undefeated from here on out for the for the rest of time? <laughs> no, no, we just. Wait a minute. We just have to make sure that we're ahead of the Bears. Hang on a minute. Let's think about this. The Bears are starting to look a little bit more potent with Justin Fields, and then they've got, I think, locked in number two pick 
in the draft this year. They might be looking like a little bit more of a dangerous side next year. You guys are looking like rubbish. What's going to happen with Aaron? Who's going to be your quarterback? You guys might drop away even more next year. Bang, Bears grab it back. Off they run with it. They the, Bears are, the, the, the Bears are on the way up. The Bears are on the way up and the Packers are on the way down. So you say, you say this is going to I'll go on careful, for, forever. You might, be, you might just be cursing your own team. It would be the podcast curse all over again. I'll be careful, Mac. Did you... Did either of you see the game? We won. We beat them. I don't care if they're on the way out. We fucking beat them. This year. And I don't know, again, if you've seen the stats, I'm obviously all up. Yeah, no, that just continues. The Bears are shit. So the, the stats are the stats. Christian Watson is the wide receiver of the future. He's had eight touchdowns combined in the last four weeks. Do you know how that's more than Devontae Adams had in the last four weeks? Who's going to be throwing it? That's more than... Justin, well, him or Jordan Love, they're both they're both superstars. Who cares? <laughs> Packers all the way. Maybe. <laughs> Where's my little man? Hey, there Sit he is. on my shoulder. There he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. team. Oh, you've still been bashing me for long enough. Let's get into this week's this week's game. I am happy. I am. I will start off by saying that we are at the end of the first uh, quarter in the Saints Bucks game. It is a tight one early. The Bucks are up 3-0. It is uh, high scoring. I'm glad that in my bet for our punters club, I did not pick the overs, which I was going to do. It's a so that's, ooh, that's good. I'm glad. We'll, we'll cover that again at the end just to see if there's an update. or well, there will be an update, but how far into it we are. We're going to change it up from what we have in the past. I'm going to run through the Slater games, and you boys are going to jump in with any comments that you have about the games. How does that sound? Sounds good. Sounds beautiful to me. All right, so we started off on Friday with the Bills and the Pats. It was a uh, a workmanlike win by the Pats and the I mean the Bills. Oh god, maybe we should go back to you too. Uh, the Pats, the Pats have dug themselves a pretty big hole in regards to the season with their their divisions. You know, extremely strong. Uh, Twenty four to ten for the Bills. Josh Allen. Oregon's still just slightly struggling with that elbow, but still through for 223 and a couple of tuds. Uh, Diggs, still doing Diggs stuff. Seven receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it was a good win by the Bills. What do you reckon, TC? Yeah, he said Allen's struggling a bit still, but he, like he managed to put together, I think it was a nine-minute, 16 or 15-play drive at one point, I think in the, maybe the second quarter. Um, you know, so it's starting to look like him old, his old self again. But yeah, just touching on the Patriots, it's it's looking pretty tough for them. Like they're obviously at the bottom of a strong division in the AFC East. Uh, year done for them. Put a line through them. They're not making the playoffs. Cooked them. Nice. Cooked. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the next game, which I'll go to you, Danny, and have a have a chat about. So make sure you're all over it. Steelers Falcons. This was a little bit of a surprise. I thought young Kenny Pickett is. Uh, Starting to show a little bit, I think. Uh, Through for 197 and one touchdown. And, and Najee Harris has started to, to just get himself back into a little bit of last year's form where he was absolutely elite. 17 carries for 86 yards. Uh, and got the 19-16 the to 16 win over the Falcons, holding on in a tight last quarter. Did you uh, see it come across this game, Danny? Yeah, so obviously the Falcons uh, were really hoping for the win to try and get uh, either above or depending on what happens today, uh, above or equal with the Buccaneers. Um, so that the Falcons are actually quite desperate for this one. So for the Steelers to take it off them was uh, very impressive for the Steelers, especially the Steelers being the bottom of the AFC North. 
So I think the Falcons actually probably needed this a whole lot mm. more than the Steelers, and the Steelers just took it straight from the hands. Yeah. Another stat before we move on with the Steelers, I think they're going for like 17 or 18 years in a row of a plus 500 season. Yeah, Mike. Uh, they're at five and seven. So. Season, so. Yeah. So they're, they're actually in another chance. I, I, they, wanted, I wanted to keep I don't know what, alive. Yeah. Well, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's nearly legal drinking age in Australia. Like that's, that's amazing. Like the Steelers. Yeah, uh, that's the, the. I'll leave you two to rest about this one. The Packers and the Bears. I'll talk about it. We we got the job done. Twenty eight to nineteen. Justin Fields actually played pretty well. Uh, threw for two fifty four, but two interceptions probably hurts him. He ran for a he had a rushing touchdown. Um, AJ Dillon had a bit of a probably this year's coming out game. Eighteen carries, ninety three yards, and a I think it was about twenty eight yard rushing touchdown for him. Um, like I said, they were they were in the box seat um, late. The Bears, they were we were up twenty to nineteen. Uh, they were pretty much just doing what they wanted, going down the field before Justin Fields threw an interception, which led uh, to the final. Christian Watson, who had a receiving and a rushing touchdown. Like I said, he is the wide receiver of the future, but it surprisingly keeps it. We're five and eight, the Packers. It keeps us actually. Slightly in touch for the the playoffs, which uh, I didn't think that we would be. So if we win out, we're actually still a chance of uh, winning. Although we yeah, got to buy this. Mathematically, you're still within a chance. With a chance, sorry, but yeah, yeah. You, you but we do need a lot to go our way. But uh, you never know. See what happens. Yeah. As much as we give you shit, like look, watching both of Watson's touchdowns back, dudes are freak. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the well, that's the thing. The he he had awesome, a drop. but then the the rushing one was almost. More impressive, like they were both, yeah, both awesome t- tutties. So he is so quick, yeah. which it is exciting for us to have someone like that. We've had Devonte Adams for a long time. We've always had a real good, you know, first wide receiver, and uh, I think Alan Lazard just had a couple of injuries this year. Our boy, I mean, but he still played. He, I think he had seventy or eighty yards this week too. So for someone who's uh, he hasn't. I don't think he's been fully fit the entire year. He's always had either a shoulder or an ankle injury. He's just kind of filling he's that still, hole, though, as the experienced receiver. That yeah, that's lacking. it. And that's I, I reckon that's going to help Watson even going forward oh, next year. Hundred percent. Top his development. Yeah, yeah. And we've still got Romeo Dubs, who's a little bit injured on the sidelines. So look, you you've said where you've poo pooed us and uh, that the Bears are going to take us. So I think uh, the next couple of years we're still looking pretty good. But we'll move on. I talk too much dribble. Yeah, yeah. Carts, this is your game. The Jags and the Lions. This was a bit of a surprise. Well, uh, I, I shit the, the Lions. I tipped the Jags. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I tipped, and it probably was the Jags. Forty to fourteen, and they had two. So they had a fourteen and a ten uh, scoring quarter, like. That's big for the Lions, I think. And they were such a high-octane uh, offense to start the season, but they've had a r- bit of a rough patch. But Goff, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Swift carried 14 times, 62 yards and a touchdown. And Amon St. Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, he, he is, I don't know, I've got him in one of my fantasy leagues. He just keeps producing 11 receptions, 114 yards and two touchdowns. He's been one of my... He's becoming one of the yeah, elite one of wide receivers. Prolific- receivers in my fantasy but like you said once when they get their um their offense healthy they're one of the most potent um one of the most potent in the league like they don't have the greatest record but you know they remember remember the first few games they were, they were leaking a lot of points but they were still putting up big numbers early in the year 
They yeah, off- I, they, they were number one offense, number 32 defense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, they've obviously fixed a few things up on the defensive side. And, and now that the offense is getting healthy, they're putting up those big numbers again. So they might come home with a, a nice little stretch of, uh, of wins, but... I haven't actually looked at where they are in their division. I think they're no. They're last. Uh, actually, no. They're uh, they're second. They're, they're second. Five, they're ahead. They're five, five games clear. So, yeah, they're second. Packers third, and uh, the Bears that you guys are saying are on the up and up are, are last. Yeah, what do you face next year? Five and seven. The, I don't think they've had a five win season in the last few years. So, yeah. I think it's still we we were bullish. Me and you, Carts, the start of the year on the lines, and I think it's probably. Mate. Yeah, I think it's actually. Uh, Probably fair enough now. Just five and seven. Justified. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Thanks, mate. It's such a good third co-host. <laughs> All right, the next game is <laughs> for you, Danny. The Vikings just getting the job done against the Jets. Mike White, again, I spoke to him about him a couple of weeks ago. He had a day out, 369, but two interceptions. Again, they just hurt his cause. But 31 of 57, he's not scared to throw the pill around. Uh, but they are what an, an interception late in the game is what actually hurt them. They were going down the field, looking good to score to take the lead, but end up losing twenty-seven to twenty-two uh, in a tight final quarter. Did you come across this one, Danny? Yeah. So obviously the Vikings pulled away a lot in the first half. I think it was uh, twenty to six in the first half, and then actually didn't score again until that final quarter, which uh, got them over the line. So the Vikings were looking really strong, and then the Jets came back. And like you said, uh, Mike White is just doing amazing things. Throwing for 369 yards is pretty incredible. Um, but, yeah, those two interceptions really did hurt him, and it was enough for the Vikings to pull away. Uh, so now the Vikings are, like you just said before, gone up to 10-2, and two, which is very impressive for this season. Because as you've been saying, for the majority of the time, you don't know if they're pretending or if they're a real contender. I think 10-2 and two probably shows that they're... They're fighting. Yeah, definitely. I think the uh, the loss they had to the Cowboys where they only scored three points has got everyone still a little bit worried about them. But Garrett Wilson for the Jets, he is uh, another one that's just showing, I think it's his second or third year, uh, eight receptions, 162 yards. Just one to definitely keep your eye on going forward. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Cards moving on to you, mate. Commanders, Giants. I was going to say, before you moved on, have you seen all the, um, just sort of the ongoing narrative around, like, obviously, Zach Wilson getting benched and now the the Jets players, like, rocking Mike White T-shirts before the game and, like, giving Ooh. really positive feedback how, about how he, um, you know, controls the game and what he's like in the in the locker room. Do you think there's a bit of uh, anti-Zach... Uh, not mutiny because he's been benched, but like, you know, a bit of anti-Zach feeling amongst the, the locker room. Well, if they're wearing Mike White shirts, you can take it one of two ways. It's really just, you know, let's get around they're Mike rallying White. around their boy or are they poo-pooing Zach? <laughs> or is it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how... how it, I think Zach would definitely take it as a, a slap in the face, but yeah, do you know what? Mike White's... The last few weeks has been he's he's the man I think going forward. So I don't I don't hate the team getting around him. Yeah, it's his spot to lose at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And like I think, man, Danny said last week, if if they go on a run, they're still in. They they could play, you know, not Super Bowls, but you know, playoffs. Yeah, and it's just hard. They're in such a strong division, but um, 
Yeah, again, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, move on to the next one. Sorry, mate. I just wanted to touch. The Commanders Giants is our second, second or third tie for the season. Uh, Twenty all. The Commanders coming away with a late touchdown in the fourth to to tie it all up, and then it, that was it from there. Which this is a good uh, result for the Packers going forward because it just keeps us in touch. I think if the Commanders, or well, either way. Uh, had it got the job done, it almost makes it almost out of reach for us. But Taylor Heineke, our man, uh, Danny, that's how you say his name, <laughs> 275 and two touchdowns. Brian Robertson, uh, junior. Nice. This is his biggest game. The the man who got shot four times is 21 carries for 96 yards. Wasn't it two times? And te- uh, he got seven times he got shot, I believe. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, 12 like times in the lower leg. Emptied the whole quarter. And- <laughs> yeah, that's it. And Terry McLaurin, eight receptions, 105 yards. He's earned his cash and a touchdown to go along with it. But another tie, TC. What's your thoughts on the ties? Do we want to do away with the ties? I think if after four, five quarters, pretty much, you can't split them, then call it a day there. Okay. All right. I, I like seeing a result, but if you're happy with it, with your little... Yeah, I'm with you. Well, a tie, you not cast. a result. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Wow. You know what I mean. A, not a draw. It makes it interesting uh, in the fact that I think the Commanders, I did look at this yesterday because I was I was sussing out the Packers' run home. The Commanders have a bye this week. Uh, the Giants play someone. I'm not sure who it is. But then the Commanders play the Giants again. So they get them two weeks in a row. It's a weird It's weird how the um, the schedule works out like that. Like even, even yeah. teams playing with each other within three, four weeks feels like too close for me. But yeah, to pretty much essentially go back to back for the Commanders. It's a, yeah. a strange setup. It's the old, uh, Do you think old baseball schedule, uh, early thoughts? Home and away? Yeah. Yeah. Home yeah. Away? yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Early thoughts. Does this give the Commanders an upper, upper hand? They have a week off. They can go back and review their game and then they can go back or like go forward and actually prepare for the Giants pretty much having two weeks. I think we've touched on this before. It's like... Pros and cons for both. Like the commanders can rest up and you know watch a bit of, bit of film and do some study or whatever. But then the Giants can play themselves into a little bit more form if they have a really good week this week. So pros and cons for mm. both, I think. Yeah, definitely. The Giants. All right, the, Danny, this is your time to shine, mate. Just, on, just back. No, on that. Just back on that. Just back on that. The Giants. <laughs> All right, fine. Go. What do you want? The Giants up against Philly next week. I was going to jump in, but you didn't. You didn't pause. So the Giants up against Philly. So that's probably going to break their spirits a little bit. You could have brought it up because I'm going to you now with the Philly versus Titans. You could have brought it up then, but no, you've just ruined it. We might as well start again. <laughs> no, the uh, the Titans were – I was a bit bullish on them. You were all about the Eagles. I was bullish on the Titans, and that was unfounded with a 35-10 to 10 win for your Eagles, mate. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. 380 yards, three touchdowns, just another solid week for him. I don't know how many rushing yards he had, but I don't say it was as much as you did against the Packers. 12. And AJ Brown, he came out and said that I – 12 rushing yards. All right, that's definitely not as much. He had this game circled for a long time, eight receptions, 119 yards, two touchdowns against his former team. Go, Danny, it's all yours. Uh, yeah, so this was a pretty dominating game, Um especially in the second half, like the Titans didn't score again. Uh, Jalen Hurts is just doing pretty amazing things. And the only time he, I think he did, I think he he carried five times for only his 12 yards, but one of them he did rush for a touchdown as well uh, to keep his, he's done done that quite a fair few times this season. Uh, 
the thing that's upsetting me most about this game is like even after this game, like oh, a lot of ESPN like presenters and stuff have come out and they've put like Philly is their chance to even just make the Super Bowl is like below 30%. They're like, they're putting them below like Dallas and a bunch of other teams. And I was just like, yeah, what are we now? Like 11 and one, like put some respect on the name. Jalen Hurts is doing yeah. incredible things. He's looking like a absolute MVP of the season. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to see like professional presenters and stuff, just still not giving him anything. I think they are well and truly performing above all expectations for this season. And uh, I reckon they, like, take my bias out of it. I think they are 100% one of the contenders for this season. Yeah, they have to be. But I don't think Philly or yourself, Philly fans, would be hating the fact that they're not giving you the probably the due credit. Like, you're almost, almost going to go under the radar. Yeah, which would be good, but I still think if you got a record of eleven and one, I think it was there was a stat maybe it was the first time since two thousand four that they've gone on uh, eleven and one run to start the season. Um, so, yeah, I think if any team's coming up against a team with a record like that, you're going to be prepared. Like you're not going to treat them as underdogs, whether they got respect on them or not. Like no, you know. definitely. I, yeah, I don't think other teams other teams won't won't be treating you as underdogs. But if the media wants to, then let the media. Yeah. We are the media now, mate, and we're not getting an underdog. So. Nah, I, I agree with you, Danny Boy. I, you see that narrative quite a bit on the internet of like, oh, who have the Eagles beaten? Or they limped across the line in this game and da-da-da. You're 11-1. and one. Like, <laughs> If you guys aren't right up there is, you know, the Super Bowl favourites, then <laughs> what's, what's, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then just touching on the Titans, Mac Daddy, I I agree with you. Like, I, I like the Titans. I think, I, you know, like not bullish on them, but I think they're still quite a strong team but it just seems that if Derrick Henry can't get his rushing game going they sort of they just tend to struggle a bit and they can't seem to put teams away or you know they can't just match it with these teams that are probably up just that little bit higher that um that you know that better standard like they can't go with him if it just seems like if Derrick Henry's not having a game yeah I think he had 30 yards on the weekend so you know that you find a way to stop him you go a long way to beating the Titans yeah Yeah. and Tannehill got sacked a whole bunch of times I don't have to uh, box score in front of me but when I was watching the game I was just like it was like sack after sack after sack so um, yeah the Titans need to improve on that as well for sure yeah they're just that echelon below aren't they so alright we'll go on to Cardi the game of the year six. by far no, six sacks Ravens six there you go Ravens versus the Broncos 10 versus 9 uh, this was a snore fest mate it had nothing to do with the game of the year yeah, no, nah, poo-poo, that's enough. 10 versus 9, Ravens 1, Whoopi, Lamar got injured. Yeah. Russell and the Broncos. Tyler Huntley did get the job done. That's probably the Russell only thing the that the Ravens can take out of it. Yep. Next game. Yep. All right, we'll, we'll stay with you then because that wasn't much of a recap. Browns, in the, the return of uh, Deshaun, got the job done 27-14 uh, in the last quarter pretty much by the looks of it, 13-6 to in the last quarter. Uh, Chubb, 17 carries for 80 yards. Again, another one just kind of going under the radar, but just doing a lot of the right things. Um, good win for the Browns, I guess. And Well, expected. Like, obviously, the, the Texans are struggling. Um, and, you know, lots of eyeballs on Deshaun's first game. I've just seen a little stat here that the Browns scored three touchdowns, none from offense. So that's that's interesting. How many did, oh. how many did Deshaun... Yeah, so Deshaun, no, no tutties, 136, 131 yards um, by the looks of things. So 
uh, you know, it's a way to win, but you, <laughs> you're paying you're paying this bloke. What are, what are we on? Two thirty mil. Obviously, only one mil this year, but the rest is all guaranteed. So he's getting it anyway. Um, they're going to want to start seeing mm. him performing pretty soon, I'd say. Yeah, no, nah, but to to you know give him a little bit of a bit of leeway, he is playing an absolute high octane defense in the Texans, who are one and ten. <laughs> <laughs> and nah, to be fair, it's. To be fair, seven hundred game, seven hundred days since he played a game of uh, NFL. So that you know, that's yeah. gonna it's gonna take a little while to blow the cobwebs out. But it, it, the expected result there, you know, everyone expected the Browns to get up, and they did. Yeah, and they did, and they did. Uh, a game that actually was pretty good in the end, Danny. The Seahawks and the Rams, twenty-seven to twenty-three for the Seahawks. Surprisingly good game by the Rams, considering they're missing three quarters of their roster. And a note which I didn't put in, it looks like Matthew Stafford's done for the year with, I think it was labelled as a contusion to his spine. Spine. I don't want to go into it too much, but I think he's done for the year. So that's that's pretty big news. Probably put a line through the Rams if they're not already. Oh, Geno Smith, your boy, 28 of 39 TC, 367 and three touchdowns and Tyler Lockett. I've always liked Tyler Lockett because he has dominated even when they were good and now when they're, oh, when they were bad. but. When they're good, he's still up and about. Nine receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Danny, did you come across this game? Yeah. So, like you said, it's surprisingly close for the Rams, uh, especially considering they've got, like, literally they're playing with no one. Uh, Wolford obviously uh, stood up a little bit in Matthew Stafford's place with 178 yards, uh, but he did throw two interceptions, which isn't necessarily fantastic. But you and I put a line through the Rams last week, T-Mac, and just said, like, this Super Bowl hangover, like, they've lost all their roster, like, you might as well give up on them for the rest of the season. And for them to still go out and be competitive against the Seahawks with what they had and to only go down by four points, I think it's very impressive for yeah. LA. And it's probably good for all these other players that are stepping in uh, to all these injured player just roles. It's just going to build them and have better strength. And uh, hopefully they can come back a little bit better next season uh, when the roster is a little bit more full. And with all these younger or other players uh, getting more reps under their belt. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. And Stafford's been put on IR, so he's eligible to come back week 17, but I don't think you're putting in your, your veteran quarterback with two games to go with what, coming back from a contusion to the spine. He's, I reckon um, he's, he's, yeah, he's done. Got, he's yeah, got the so, concussion as well. Yeah, and they when he went into concussion protocols, they were saying it was a neck uh, injury, so it must be his upper spine, which is something you definitely don't want to be messing with uh, because you have an mm. upper spine injury and it, it, you make it no worse. Way you are in a whole lot of trouble. So I, th- I think even if he has the opportunity yeah. to come back, like the what, what I said before, three and seven now, um, why would you? Like you, you, three, three you don't nine. really have any... Three and three nine. nine. Yeah. yeah, okay, so that's even worse. Um, yeah, so you don't even have... <laughs> like you're not, you're not even chasing the playoffs. So what's the point? What's the point in coming back? Just sit in for the rest of the season, come back next season and try and come back no straight yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great math on, by you, Danny. Three on. and nine is worse than three and seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't know what I was thinking. Saying three and seven, what we're we're in week thirteen. <laughs> three and seven is ten. Come on, Danny, you're better than that. Yeah, <laughs> they've had three buys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, just quickly. All right, eight. Uh, just real quick, my man Gino, call me crazy, sneaky MVP chance, depending how the the rest of the year plays out for the Seahawks. Yeah, they'd have to go pretty close to running the table from now on, I reckon. Which which they but, will, yeah. I reckon. 
which they will, right? <laughs> he's more bullish on their team than he is his own. I like it. Nah, I just, I like we will it. stick. We will stick with you, Cards. Uh, the 49ers, Dolphins. I I said that the Dolphins, uh, high octane offense. I keep saying high octane a lot today, but that's your word. They're okay. very. You're going to get pulled up on. Word of the day. Word of the day calendar. It's on here, right there. Uh, their high potent offense was going to be a a challenge for the 49ers defense, but not the case. Held them to 17 points. The 49ers uh, scraped through with their backup QB to uh, get 33. So 33-17, the win. Tua, 295 and two touchdowns. McCaffrey, 17 carries and 66. Now that he's a one-out running back with uh, Elijah Mitchell going down. And Tyreek Hill, which I did say will have a big day. Nine receptions, 146 yards and one touchdown. So did you? what are your thoughts on this one, Kat? No, I think we touched on most of it before. Uh, interesting to see what they'll do going forward, the 49ers, whether they stick with Brock or they try and um, try and go for uh, sign Baker, Baker Mayfield. Um, they're obviously still well within contention. Like they're going to, you know, every chance they're going to go to the playoffs. Their defense is still holding up really well, as you, as you mentioned, against a pretty – Strong uh, offense in in Tua and the Dolphins uh, to hold them to 17, put on 33 themselves. They're still sitting in a pretty good position. Like obviously they picked up McCaffrey. He's he's doing, you know, he's putting in work, scoring touchdowns. You got a receiving touchdown. There you go. I thought it was a rushing one. Um, yeah, no. Nah, so yeah, we touched on most of this game earlier, but um, yeah, interesting to see what they do moving forward at the QB position. Absolutely. Uh, Maxie's Bengals, he was very up and about. Yes. Yeah, sorry. We're going to get better at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just on that game as well, like we were talking last week and you were saying like the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure you picked the Dolphins uh, in our little um, line competition that we're doing. Um, but yeah, you, we'll, you were We'll cover that Thursday. We'll yeah, cover yeah, that yeah. Thursday. But, but on that, though, the San Fran have gone now to 5-1 and one at home. So they've got a major home court advantage uh, when they're going to facing any team. And I think they just proved that this week as well, um, which I think is very impressive and it's going to look good for them going forward. Yeah. Their only home loss was to the Chiefs when they blew them away. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Which we will now talk about the Chiefs. They could not get the job done against Maxi's Bengals and he was very, very happy about it. Uh, 10 points in the last quarter to the Bengals to overrun the Chiefs, which I think is probably one of the bigger surprises. Uh, usually the Chiefs' real good front runners can run away with any kind of lead. Joey B, 286 and two touchdowns. And Jamar Chase, good to have him back, I'm sure. Seven receptions, 97 yards, and just looks very good running around the field. And P. Ryan, Danny, P. Ryan, 21 carries, 106 yards, and I reckon he had another 20 or 30 through the air as well. So, big day for him. Yeah, he had another 49 through the air. So, it is a, was a yeah, absolute, it was an absolute massive day for him. Um, and it was a great game for the Bengals. Like, we, I'm pretty sure I tipped the Chiefs for this one. Um, and it's, like you said, every time the Chiefs go into the Bengals, we touched on it before. Uh, we just had them won a game since the 80s, which is pretty crazy. So, Really, if I'd have probably known that stuff beforehand, I would have been going the other way for sure. But, uh, yeah, the Bengals just came out and just performed, which was really, really good. And uh, being able to score in the fourth uh, made an absolutely massive difference for them in taking this win. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy, your time to shine, mate. 27-20 to 20 over the Chargers. Devontae Adams had an 
absolute day out, 177 yards, two touchdowns. And your boy, Josh Jacobs, 27 carries, 144 yards, and another touchdown. I don't know if he had any through the air, but I'm sure he did. And Faf's man, uh, Herbert, 335 and a touchdown. So he did all he could, but just, I don't know, that is quite haven't quite got or, or kept up to the, the standards that everyone thought the Chargers were going to be early in the year. Yeah, uh, Jacobs, he had, he had six receiving yards, so not, not a lot to add to the tally here. But I think... We were talking about on the week. That gets him to one. Is he still the lead lead rushing player in the league at the moment? Oh, I reckon with 144, he probably at least stays up there. He might yeah. still be the leading rusher in the league. So he's absolutely balling. And which they weren't – I can't remember at the start of the year. Was he injured or they just weren't using him at the start of the year? Like the first few – No, games. it was very – it was a controversial start to the year. Remember they played him, they in, played the, him in the preseason, uh, right? The preseason game when everyone's like, no one played the, the yeah. Hall of Fame Hall of Fame game. They're like, That's no one yeah. plays in that game. Yeah, um, no, nah, good win. The the, the Raiders are, are starting to string together a couple of good performances. Um, unfortunate for Faf. I haven't touched base with Faf yet um, about his thoughts on the game. If you got to watch it or not, but just for the Chargers, like if they don't get the likes of Eckler um, and who else is there? Keenan Allen. Yeah, if they don't get the likes of those boys firing, um, they seem to struggle. Like yeah, like you said, Herbert, he's gone for three hundred and thirty five yards, but just you know, not really able to convert that into points. Um yeah, mm-hmm. Raiders just did enough, ticked another another little win into the wins column. What are we, five and seven? Okay. Five and seven. Do you, I don't know, are you still mathematically a chance as well? I'm not sure. I'm just gonna have a look at our division now. We are Third well, we're four games. We're, we're four games behind the Chiefs. I'm not sure how the wild cards work. So whether or not, I'd, I'd say we're not a chance. <laughs> yeah, and you, you're pushing shit uphill, but I think so because I think just. Uh... But you still want to? For you had such a promise the start of the year. Even if you don't make it, I think you need a few wins to the end of the year just to be like, you know what? So, it was just the strong. first year. Yeah, get things moving. Get Jacobs. Keep, the car, keep, keep rolling the, forward. Keep the car Adams connection growing. Yeah, exactly. Get the rock in Jacobs' hands. Getting keep getting his numbers up, and then you know things look a little bit more promising for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Danny, do you have anything to say? <laughs> no, you move on. <laughs> yeah, perfect. This our final game before we just review the the currently live game: the Cowboys versus the Colts. If <laughs> Uh, our, our man, Shawnee Harrison, will be a very, very happy boy. They won 33-19 to 19 in the last quarter. So they actually won 54-19, to 19, but put 33 on in the last quarter. It was ridiculous. Uh, I reckon it was four turnovers for Matty Ryan in the last by itself. Three, uh, one fumble, three interceptions. It was ridiculous. Um, he, he ended up going for 233 and two touchdowns. Tony Pollard just continued on. 12 carries, 91 yards, and a, two touchdowns. It just seemed like everyone was getting a touch of the footy. Um, but early in the last, it was 19 to 20. And just from there, it was it, it just, well, 19 to 21. Just turned to shit for the Colts. Um, but the Cowboys, are just, this is why they're, they're, they're up above the, uh, the, the birds in uh, Super Bowl contention because they're just, ever since their Packers lost, uh, which is probably fair. They've just kind of got the train rolling and they've uh, keep moving and, and rolling over teams like the Colts. Yeah, this isn't like looking all that great for old, our mate Saturday uh, to, like you said, to mm. get 33 points put on you in one quarter. Like, I don't know what the record is, but surely there's a knock on the door. That is a lot. Um, 
And yeah, the Cowboys, like you said, everyone was getting that attached. Was a franchise was record for the Cowboys in a quarter. It was the franchise record for the Cowboys. There you go. Um, in a quarter. Yeah. I, yeah. So it was an absolute domination of a quarter. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, just go back and watch it because it is incredibly entertaining. Like you said, multiple touchdowns for multiple different people and just pure domination. Yeah, poor Matty Ryan. He wasn't doing all that bad until then. Um, but yeah, the three interceptions and the fumble, just really, really bad timing. And uh, the Cowboys just took absolute advantage of it. And uh, yeah, now they've pushed to nine and three. So they're, I'm pretty sure they're in the, yeah, a couple of games behind us in the NFC East. Mm. Mm. So for the weekend, there was only two teams. There was one team that drew them, but there was only two teams that beat their final quarter for the entire game. <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely crazy. Like, who? Like, it's almost unbelievable mm. that they just dropped 33 points in a quarter. It's yeah. a wild stat. Yeah, it was good. Like you said, it was grass to watch. But yeah, it was so that, that, like that last quarter. Did you see the, the fumble... The fumble from Moali Cox, I think it was, and then like it was like the ball was literally on a string, bounced up to the um to the Cowboys defensive player. I'm not sure who that was. I think he went on to score a touchdown, but like just anything that could go wrong for the Colts did, and everything that needed to go right for the Cowboys did, and it was just, it was a demolition. Oh yeah. Yeah. All righty, I'll go through the current live game. We are we've got three minutes to go in the first half. New Orleans is actually up seven to three uh, against the Bucks. They do seem to have a bit of a the wood over Brady and the Bucks. Um, the Bucks have the ball though, uh, driving forward. Brady's currently twelve of eighteen for seventy three yards. Uh, Andy Dalton's five of nine for one hundred and seventeen, and he's thrown a touchdown. Um, ooh, I've got some thing in my ear now. Let's get rid of that. Uh, anyone else big for the? Game, not really. Godwin's gone for 26 receiving yards. Rashid Shahid, say that three times fast. Two receptions for 59 uh, with a long of 40 for the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara, which we need him to pick up his game for my multis, four carries for only 10 yards. Uh, Any early predictions, Cardi? How do you reckon you see this game going 7-3 to late in the second? Uh, Bucks will rally. Brady will get it done. Danny, what do you reckon? Yeah, so not only do I agree with Cards, but the Bucks also need to get it done. Then, as I said before, they are only just above the Falcons in the NFC South. If they want to carry on, they can't lose to the Saints. There is not not going to be very good for them. No. No. Well, we will we will go over this game on Thursday, but otherwise, that is our first. Three man threesome done and dusted, lads. Well done. Jeez, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> you did do a lot of the work, a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, oh, I was just going to say before we do go any further, do you want to do you want to give an update on where the tipping comp is at? We haven't really touched on it too much throughout the year, or do you want to let that let that lie? And also, what happened to our uh, you know, our survivor um, survivor pick? Um, series that we had going on. I know I've been getting a lot of DMs from the fam about what's going on with all these. Uh, all these yep. Things. So you, like the tipping, if you've got it in front of you, feel free to go through it. But I will say I will touch on the um, the survivum. We, we, we've had two people left for the last four weeks. They're still going. They're still going. So 
Uh, one of my boys from up home, Leroy, he's still in there. Yep. And our boy Faf is actually still in there. You're it. joking. Yes, Faf. No. So I'm not sure who they've both picked this week, but they are both in it. Outstanding. Well, I'll just go through. I'll read out the top five um, of our tipping comp. We've got Harrow. You're definitely in the top five, aren't you? That's why you want to read. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Harrow. Harrow's pretty clear out on top. He'll have to shit the bed yeah. to sort of lose from here. Then Faf is coming. Yeah, I can change some of his tips, I think. Faf's coming second. Flog's in third. I'm coming fourth. <laughs> and uh, D-Wee, the, the uh, work experience kid, is, is sitting at fifth. Just on that, though, I didn't put my tips in this week. Well, I did put them in. They just didn't save, which is... I know. I'm just looking at that. I can see that. Yeah. So I put them in and then didn't get them. So if you are... Where am I? Where am I sitting, Carl? If you can't change my tips, you need to. (laughs) Please, (laughs) let me back up there. (laughs) You're all the way down in eighth, mate. Oh, Okay. All right. Which actually, I do. I do go for a lot of outside. You and I had a shocking start. We were both thirteenth and fourteenth yeah. for the first couple of weeks. So I've I've picked up my game. Why? Well, and I, I've climbed five spots. That's not picking up my game. No, you're not in the top five. Yeah. Uh, a special mention in that tipping comp. I don't know exactly where he is now, but Maxi Rambling absolutely shit the bed and <laughs> threw the toys out with the cotton, jumped out the tree. All those sayings. He was sitting second. I reckon only two or three behind Harrow. That was only like two weeks ago. Missed one game. Ah, fuck it. He's done. I don't know if he even does his picks anymore. It looks so like he's real poor anywhere, but he hasn't, he hasn't put his tips in this week. He's sitting ninth behind you. Uh, yeah. That that definitely sounds like a max sort of thing to do. Yeah. He missed one game yeah. and was like, nah, this is shit. <laughs> Didn't do it again. Yeah, the same thing happened in our oh, AFL footy competition competition for work. Same thing happened. He was doing really well. Missed one week or like the first half of a week and that was it. Toys gone, out the court. I'm done. Done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real Oh, we love him. Real poor performance. We love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right boys. That is uh that is our week done. Now I believe that Danny, you will be available Thursday, but Timmy, you're off jet setting again, mate. What is is it Hawaii this time? Actually, Where are we I actually, to? I am on a, on a holiday this week. I'm going to the cricket in Adelaide, so mm. I'll be living it up over there. I might, you know, I might be able to get on the phone and do a, a ring in, or we'll see how we go. See if we can tee something up, but no promises. How many cups of coffee will we be having when you're getting on the phone? Uh, there might be a couple of cups of coffee in the morning. We'll see how we go. <laughs> depends what. I depends might send you a message it before what time you want to jump on and do this. Yeah, might do a nighttime one. See how you're really going. Yeah, that might be all right. <laughs> that could be a bit yeah. of fun. All right. So, Danny, are you locked in for Thursday, mate? Yeah, mate. You know me. <laughs> the work experience kid. He's going to have to be. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah, you, you miss one week as the work experience kid and you're gone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, especially now. 100%. Especially you are. Right? I'm just clawing on from my spot. Dynamic trio in here. Yeah, I actually really enjoy that. We'll work out the kinks, and uh, I think it's actually worked pretty well. Maybe a little raise your hand system if you've got something to say, so you don't jump all <laughs> over the top of each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe maybe every now and then just bounce the other person team back in case I want to add something to a game that we've both watched. <laughs> a, just every now and then. That is a very just, great point. Just a suggestion. A just throw on something in the suggestion box for maybe next week. See so how you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, write it in TC24. He'll get it back to me. I have had a request. We need to bring back the. We need to bring back the fromage talk. We, there, was, <laughs> there was there was some disappointed people, so we do need to touch, revisit that. Right. We've kind of turned right. into half a little foodie food style podcast. If, if we've got time, I actually, I hit Niels with uh, questions without notice the other day, my partner. And uh, I was like, Niels, what's your favorite cheese? I was like, the fromage fam want to know. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, all right, well, stopped. we she's... do, we have two, we have two. So Niels, what is Niels' favorite? Yeah, so she uh, she stopped and she looked at me with all seriousness, like deadpan looked at me and she's like, it has to be brie. I was like, Niels, why does it have to be brie? She's like, it's so versatile. You can do it with everything. She's like, you can bake brie, so you can have it soft. You can cut brie up. You can put it in a salad. In the north of England, they actually have a thing called a brie and grape sandwich, and that is like literally slices of brie and then grapes cut in half on white bread, and that's like, Mills used to take that for a school lunch. I was like, yeah, I'm all about this. I'm a big brie fan as well. You can get lots of different styles of brie. You can get double cream, triple cream, truffle brie, blue brie. It's just, it's just one of the most versatile cheeses. So after she said it, I was like, "Do I need to change mine?" I'm like, "You, t- you talk me into this." She was so, passionate. She was so, so yeah. passionate about it. I was like, I "Reevaluate everything." Yeah, I'm like, Am I, "Do I have to reevaluate my life? Am I going to have to apologise to the Fromage fam about what I originally yeah. said a couple of weeks ago?" But no, I'm sick of it. Sick of it. But anyway, but she makes she makes valid points. <laughs> Good boy, stay yeah, strong. Absolutely. Uh, now, I imagine it is not as in-depth or anything anywhere near that, but Timmy, what's your favourite cheese? <laughs> Mine. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a cheese weirdo. So <laughs> Ooh. I only like cheese in certain circumstances. I'm not, I'm not as much into the fancy cheeses, so I'm pretty run-of-the-mill. I like a, like, a, like a bitey, tasty sort of vintage. No, vintage. Bitey vintage. vintage. Yeah, very crumbly? Or... Yeah, crumbly is good. I, I want to know what some of these weird and intricate no, no, situations I just, are. I just don't delve into the fancy ones. I don't, you know, I won't dip into your blue cheeses or anything like that. I don't like um, Sorry. anything that's too strong. So Say hello to Anna for me. That'd be great. Yeah. I will. <laughs> I'm presuming she was the one that was calling. I'm not getting a call. Oh. Oh, Danny's gone. Probably the bloke, hey, mate. Probably the bloke who's off the screen. <laughs> He just left. Bye, Danny. Fromage fam is onto him. This is bullshit. <laughs> We're getting hot. <laughs> don't, don't talk to us about this breed crap. reports from the fromage fam. They're not happy. Don't you, <laughs> dare, don't you dare change your yeah. favourite cheese. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, while he's gone, I'll uh, I'll say goodbye to you and have fun in uh, back in Hawaii, mate. Make <laughs> sure you uh, don't come back too tanned and beautiful. No, I promise I won't. Yeah. See you, Danny. Bye, Danny. See you, fam. And he's gone. He's actually gone. Oh, let's just leave. (laughs) (laughs) We will. See you, mate. All right. See you, Mac.